I think men just need to do better. Um, point blank period. Um, it's not our job to tell you what to do, how to be a human, a decent human being. This is the bare minimum. Bare minimum, don't touch me when I don't want to be touched. Bare minimum, don't record me without my consent. And if I do, if without asking me, and if I do say no, that is still not consent. You asking me is not consent. You whistling at me is not going to make me want you. Like, you are the women that you're trying to attract to appease the men, apparently, um, were repulsed. Like, we don't want it. We are not checking for it. And now more than ever, thankfully, we are very loud and we are very vocal. And there is nothing that you can do to scare us or to mute our voices. From Yawa, this is Two Takes in a Pod. Welcome to Two Takes in a Pod. My name is Osai. And my name is Falaran. This is our podcast where we give you two takes on our theme of the moment. Yeah, um, our theme today is rape culture and how you should not. Right. I mean, I, I think I think more specifically <laughs> beyond beyond that, which is, I think, quite obvious. And I think we've spoken about recently already. Um, but I think the idea of, um, uh, I think the official word is voyeurism. But it's basically recording um, uh, someone doing, I guess, sex without their consent. Um, and I think it's illegal in where, we're, where we are at. I always feel so unprepared for these. Uh, there was never really a great way to have these conversations. Um, sexual pleasure so, but impo- more importantly, though, uh, today we have Pam, um, our favorite <laughs> guest, uh, joining Hi. us. <laughs> um Pam, uh, Pam is a stylist, creative, multifaceted, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. creative. <laughs> but beyond that, I think I think you also I think you also work in or are kind of like in the tech space as well. So I think you know Pam is a is a lady of many very many talents. Uh, she's been working with us on the uh, insecure recaps. Uh, she does a style uh, recap on her page. Uh, yeah, the opening act. Yeah. Underscore. Yep. The opening score. Yeah, help, help me out here. Help me out here. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> help me out here. Um, but, but yeah, so, but, 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 you know, we definitely, uh, you know, de- we, we've been working with Pam a lot and I, th- she, I think she has great perspectives and um, we definitely couldn't have this conversation um, without her being present to help us kind of guide us through some of the gaps that we obviously will have as um, men um, uh, on this issue. So, Yeah. Welcome, Pam. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us on what I might add was slightly, slightly <laughs> short I mean, notice. You guys Just are slightly. good at giving short notice. So. <laughs> uh, I would like to just officially. Osai is good from <laughs> last minute calls. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Um, I appreciate you uh, making the time for us, despite the uh, the uh, uh, short notice. Hey, it was either you or like I was gonna, you know, do a woman's yeah. voice and answer some of these questions, which we, we couldn't have. Yeah, we, we, we couldn't have that. Yeah, so thank you for saving us. Um, yeah, man. But um, on a, on a more serious note, so uh, like. Obviously, this has come up from certain uh, issues that have come up. You know, we've, we've seen on Twitter with people that we've, we've uh, worked with, uh, we have uh, some relationship with. And uh, we definitely are not having this conversation to point fingers or accuse anybody of anything. Um, we, but we definitely understand that this is an important um, issue, conversation that should be had. Yeah. So what we what we are planning to do anyway or the way we're going to approach this is to really talk about i guess the culture that allows some of these things to happen um stuff that you know issues that basically we you know anybody really could have been responsible for anywhere from 5 to 10 15 years ago right there's a there's a history that's accumulated that's kind of led to uh, you know, certain things still happening that we're still kind of working through. Um the Me Too movement has helped open our eyes to it. Um but I th- obviously there's still a ways to go. Um and then, you know, I think we'll just take it from there, really. Yeah, so the idea of voyeurism, the idea of uh, you know, recording, you know, kind of yourself in a sexual act. Uh, and when I say yourself, I mean like um like a guy um, in that situation <laughs> doing that with 
with or without consent. <laughs> yeah, look, honestly, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk like because I cannot say this. I, I don't know how to say this perfectly or professionally. I don't know if there's a way to have. There's a need to. I don't know if there's a way to. Honestly, I was just really like, okay, so I, I think the first thing I want to just kind of put out there is what what culture um, encourages this behavior. Right. And if you can get, you know, specific about it or or not, but like, you know, maybe like, you know, we can talk about certain things we've seen or experienced that kind of have made this seem like it was okay. Like for me personally, I know I've seen um, issues of voyeurism from secondary school. So I definitely saw like and it was always typically somebody who could get the girls or got the girl, got some fine girl. And like, it was almost as if like they went to show you proof or something that like, and it, 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 it was just kind of like, it was something that I've definitely seen exist. And, and I don't think there was any, the way that we looked at it then was definitely not the way we look at it now. And I think part of the problem was when it was the person who maybe seems to get all the girls or seems to kind of be in a position where, uh, they have some sort of status as a result of these kind of things. It kind of, it gives an impression that like, it's okay. Or if you want to get to, if you want to get girls, like these are certain mannerisms like you should follow. I'm not saying that anybody encouraged it, but I'm definitely saying that like, I mean, to directly answer like the question about culture that you're asking. Right. It's like, how did we get here? Right. Um, it's just by us accepting it, us being guys, accepting it as a, a way to communicate that you're someone who's able to exactly. get sex. Right. Um, and and I, like it doesn't, it, the way I think about this stuff, right? Like it doesn't catch on unless like the first person in a friend group to do that, right? There, there must be a, huh, I'm getting snaps from my guy and he's having... And then you think that that's something that you can also participate into, right? Because that's like a, right. That's how you guys bond. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, like um, I got, I got, I personally can't <laughs> speak speak to that. Yeah. But but for me, like it, 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 it always seemed to be like that. It always seemed to be like somebody who who basically because there's always going to be some girl of note that they want to basically use to say, "Hey, I got this girl," right? Like it was always some sort of thing like that, and it was almost like a power yeah. move. Yeah. Right. And I think because of that, like, it, like, again, you know, you, you see the guy with money, you want to be like the guy with money, you see the guy with girls, you want to be like the guy with girls. Right. So those are the things that basically I felt like have encouraged some of these behaviors. Like even for me, I, I think I got, I got to a point where I was just like, Yo, okay, like, why do you need to do this shit? Right. Like n- I, now I'm at the place where like, I, 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 you know, I would definitely judge you. I, I don't like, you know, I personally don't respect it. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody because I've definitely been the person that didn't fully like recognize how bad these things were. Um, but I, I think we're at the point where like, you know, beyond the Me Too movement, we should understand that um, this is not a good look. This is not, this doesn't make you look cool. This doesn't do, say anything positive about you. And like, this doesn't guarantee anything. It doesn't make you rich. It doesn't make you be a player. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really help. Like, it kind of yeah. makes you look like I, a child. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, um, I agree. Sorry, and in terms of, like, what culture breeds whatever this is, misogyny is the culture that breeds it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it is everything that you guys have described. The possession of women. Um, and that dates back to only mm-hmm. God knows when. Right, like the right to right. own a woman in a way where she's um, property, right, and not really mm-hmm. like see this person as another human being that has like opinions as to how they want to be portrayed, if they want you at all or not, right? And um, if even recording, mm-hmm. I really don't know. I don't understand the idea of recording or recording somebody that you're intimate with without both of you agreeing to it. Um, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, I, I'm trying to like, you know, understand, but it's, it's not, yeah, it's not making sense. Right. right? Because right. with anything right. that has Absolutely. to do with another party, the other person should be involved. It's just like, you can't drag somebody on. Okay. Maybe that's not a good example, but you can, <laughs> like you can't make choices for someone 
so like if you don't if you don't know whether or not they would want it, it's just like going on a first date and you order for the person. Like then that's very like mm-hmm. that's minute, but you don't do that because it's odd too, right? Yeah. So talk more right. of someone's whole body, right? You're doing whatever you're doing with the person, and you choose to record it. It just doesn't make any sense. But I think it's it stems from like men for a very long time feeling like they own women and the women should just be happy that they are getting attention from you in the first place. So whatever it is I choose to do with you when I am with you, you should just be glad that someone wants you, you know? And even like tying it back to like, Mm. I think what Falarin said with like the conquest situation, you're recording it and you're sending it to your guys. First and foremost, why do your guys want to see you have sex? That doesn't make no damn sense. Bro, so this is, for me, like, sorry to cut into what you're saying, because you're making really good points. Because, like, I just, the one, this is the only thing I really have on this subject. It's mm-hmm. like, if if anyone feels comfortable sending me, like, videos of mm-hmm. themselves engaging in sex, like, that's a conversation that you and I need to have. Right. Just about what my personal boundaries are. Like, I never, ever want to open up my phone and it's your dick. Like, that right. just seems like. It's I don't not, need that. Yeah, like I really don't. Nobody, nobody needs that. Needs that. <laughs> so that's the one. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Like yeah. that is ridiculous, <laughs> first and foremost. Like, why are you doing that? Like, are you interested mm-hmm. in your guy? Like, is that right. is that where we're going with it? Like, you get know what I'm saying? Be- so I read a theory. <laughs> <laughs> What's the theory? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, okay, so the theory is about how men are obsessed hmm. with each other. Right? And everything that men do is to look good in other men's beautiful. eyes. Everything. Yeah. Did you say beautiful? I'm, I'm sure the theory in, in itself is... But everything down to even the pursuit of women is about looking good <laughs> in other men's eyes. And you talked about, like, misogyny, right? And, like, that's essentially what it is, right? You you participate in misogyny because you want to look good to other men. Right. Um, and you're valuing the way you look to other men over the way you would look to other women and not like, because if you regarded that, not then you. Not about the way you look, but more than the the, the person. Right, right. right. But like, the thing is, like, uh, yeah, I agree with that, mm-hmm. right? But I'm almost saying with women, like, they want to look good in front of other men, but it's just like, you can also look good in front of other women, but you're not counting that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, because yeah. if you recognize that, then, like, you're like, okay, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And part of the Me Too movement is that. The Me Too movement is like, oh, you guys thought this was a good look and you, you know, we didn't give a shit what the women thought. Now, the women are like, no, like, fuck that. Like, you can't do that. Right. And now it's really, it's, it's, I think it's skewed. And that's, and that's probably some of these apologists seem, seem to have, whereas like, uh, they feel like, oh, now it's, it's tilted to the women's side too much. It's like, it kind of needs to be. Like, you need to kind of understand, <laughs> like, you need to understand what it looks like, right? So then, then it kind of will correct itself, right? But but you kind of because if you've been leaning on one side the whole time, like how do you really understand, right? So what basically like the reason like these this, this you know this, women's voices need to really be heard and like I feel like is because it forces us to kind of constantly engage with that and like if if you're not already doing that yourself, you know, someone I'm saying it forces you to constantly engage with the fact that like. Like you need to regard this. Even these little things that maybe you've learned or are um, learned subconsciously over time, just because we're in a patriarchal world. Like there are some things that we need to kind of start as- reassessing and making sure that we are kind of conscious of. You know, so yeah, like when we talk about misogyny, it's right. It's like you're, you know, that theory of l- kind of valuing how men see you over how women see you, when you should be valuing how everyone as a human being sees you. You know what I'm saying? Like the problem with racism too is like, <laughs> is the value of how white people see it over how black people see it, right? Like, like oh, a white person thinks green book is yeah. great, awesome, it's great. We don't care, right? Until all the black people are like, yo, fuck yeah. green book. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, like that. That's what needs to happen. Now, when we get to a point where like they understand that, yo, I don't think black people will fuck with this. That's when. That's like yeah, the win. I I completely you know? agree. Like like yeah. when you guys were having the conversation, I was just thinking about race, and like when, especially when you said like, oh, it seems like the skills um, leaning over towards the women way more now. Like so now it's being more aggressive. It's the exact right. same thing as Black Lives, right? right? Like it's like if you've been oppressed right. for so long, my anger, however I choose to take out my anger, that's 
that's on me. Yes, fine. But rightfully so. Right. You know, like I I can't be the stepping stool forever. And when I cause when you push somebody to an extreme, however they bounce back, you got you gotta take it. Mm-hmm. And with Yeah, you created that uh, that situation. Exactly. And women have been mute for a very long time because of um social standing, because of marriage, you know, how men would perceive me and if they perceive me as anti man, I will not get married, you know? I will not fulfill this lifelong dream of my parents or ancestors. That might not be my dream, but it's just a thing. Just like misogyny was just a thing. Right? But like so focusing on the male gaze was a thing too as well. And that's that's a huge issue. Right? Like you are living this life that's not necessarily right. what you want to live, but it's been passed on to you by society, DNA, whatever it is. Like this right. thought of yeah, like getting yeah. especially like as a woman, I know for the most part the thing is okay, you're born, you learn how to cook, you learn how to be domestic. And then you right. appeal to the man. But you don't appeal in a way where you're like, you know, red light district. But you're appealing in a way where it's like, okay, it's subtle, but like, you know, you're getting his attention. And then whatever he does, like, it's good. Like, it's okay. As long as you get the man. Right? And that's why a lot of people up to now still don't believe that people can be raped in marriages. Yeah, that's like a real, like, like people actually yeah. really believe that shit, man. Like, <laughs> I was surprised that people were arguing that, FYI, you can't you can, you can. You can be raped. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, so like. Um, there's, like, there's a number of points you guys have made that I, I have no idea where my brain is taking me. Um, I guess, yeah. I, I, I mean, if we're still talking about, like, the the culture that we allow to continuously get us to places like this, right? Mm-hmm. Which basically it's, you know, you guys have brought up the race example. And when we have the race conversation, you know, some of my favorite auth- my favorite authors on race have talked about how talking to black people about race is like a dead end. You know, you just, we, we know what we needs got to it. get done, right? right. Like you need to talk to white people about race. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the same way, I think when you talk about rape, rape culture and when you talk about stuff like this, it's like, you know, women can talk about it all they want, but if like men don't get in the fight, if men don't talk to men, then there's no real conversation, right? There's no real change that can happen. Right. Um, and if we're talking about Snapchat culture, if you will, which is like, you know, recording yourself, sending it to your guys. One, like, I didn't even know that was a thing, right? And again, this is also me being super naive and maybe, I guess, being a person who thinks that if you're, if you're having sex, there's like a lot of things you should be focusing on. <laughs> and like one of them is not whipping out your phone. Uh, maybe that's just my perspective on that, right? But also it's like how much checking are we doing as a group, right? I mean, I, I would like to think, I would, I would hope that I'm, if someone sent me that, I would feel confident like checking them, right? But like you never know, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes you can just maybe you don't think of it as it like you were saying, right? Like it wasn't a big deal for me ten years ago. So you know, even if you weren't sending those kind of things, maybe if you got one, it's just like this guy's tripping again onto the next that kind of thing mm-hmm. instead of actually you know like calling out like yo, that's a like, problem. Like that oh, that's, that, problem. that's illegal, <laughs> right? And I think something definitely that you know I should be doing better. We should be doing better is for, sure. for one having these conversations, mm-hmm. right? And then two checking like your guys not i mean obviously this one is quite like extreme right but you know even in the little subtle ways that i'm sure pam could like shed some light on in which like you know we are misogynistic and we are like we do perpetuate rape culture without like really knowing right without necessarily intentionally doing it right but it's kind of like a couple of examples yeah Sorry, I cut you. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I was just basically saying that, like, it, it's like it's not necessarily intentional, right? Like, it's it, it, and but you kind of have to be cognizant of that now. It's kind of like you know, hate to bring up the race thing again, but it's kind of like yo, if check your fucking privilege, right? Like, check your privilege, check where you're at with it, and whether or not you're 
helping perpetuate it. And if you didn't know that you were, I think it's time to rethink that. You know, and I think every, with every incident, it's 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 a call on us like to basically rethink that. Like he was saying, what was the one thing about rape culture that you feel like obviously needs to stop? Or, you know, beyond that, maybe essentially assault and like, uh, you know. Um, um, I think the whole culture, the whole culture needs to stop. Like in terms of like the whole thing needs to be thrown into the garbage. Um, because. Right. Fair point. It, because like, first and foremost, like, I don't know. I could never understand because I'm not a man and I'm very, I'm no shade to y'all, but I'm right. glad that I am not a man. Because like, they, <laughs> I just do not understand sometimes. It's like, even the cat calling. <laughs> Right, like even like I, I like there's a part of my my eyes. You know, like when you're so mad and you see black or you see red, and you're like when I get really upset, right. my ears get right. hot, and like when I hear cat calling, Great. like my ears get hot. Like it's like I don't know what, or like what in your brain, what like what, what is the triggers point you and it's end, like. Right? animal animal call the animal like do you understand like it's like you don't even see women as human like i just i don't understand how um how or in what ways that men think that doing this type of things could end in or result in like nothing being done in terms of like they just go scot-free especially in the day and age that we live in right now right like the me too movement started with a bunch of women who were sick and tired and for the longest time especially like i can speak for like the black community right or like being african Mm -hmm. right like going against a man whistling at you or calling you is almost like a crime not him assaulting you being the crime but you not like adhering to the assaults is a crime. Like when did that become a thing? Like when did that become like the norm? Like, and why is that the norm? Let's say, okay, fine. Generations of abusers created this law. Right. But like now at this point in time, like at this point in time where we are in the world, I have told you that I, that's not a thing for me. Like it's, it's one thing if I, okay, we're in present day and this happens and I'm telling you I'm uncomfortable. You need to stop it. Right. But then there's the urge that you have to continue. Like, how is that even a thing? Cause I, I hear a lot of men say, um, you know, um, until like the me too movement they didn't really, really understand that it was a problem. But if I've told you it's a problem once, why isn't that enough to create, to make it a problem? Why do five or more have to band together to tell you that it's a problem before it's an issue? And it's the same thing about race. If one black person complains to you and is like, yo, what you're doing right now. Yeah. Like, why does it take more than one voice to tell you that this is a problem and that it should be stopped? I think that's the part that maybe you guys can explain to me because I just don't understand that. Like, it, it makes no sense no, no, to no. me at all. Yeah, honestly, personally, I can't say I, I fully understand, but I, I would say, like, I think some of it ties to um, what Falarin kind of mentioned earlier, where uh, a big part of misogyny, um, you know, that theory that uh, a big part of it is guys really valuing what other men are doing as opposed to uh, like how it makes women feel or how women feel about what they're doing, whether it's to women or men or whatever the situation may be. And like, that's kind of it. Like a lot of these dudes are always doing it. Like every time I've seen these videos, it's always there with a group of their guys, right? So this guy's whistling and everything. And it's almost like he's just doing it to kind of, you know, get the attention to the girl. I think it's very clear that this chick is not going to respond to you, but it's like, you know, they're laughing about it and joking about it or something. Right. I think so like that environment of like, Oh, like these guys are going to just joke with me when I do that. I think is, is, is what gives some of these people cover. Right. Cause I remember that video, I remember that video went very viral where that chick is walking through the streets of New York, I think. And then like, basically it's all these different guys. What I noticed was just like, there are some guys that were like super aggressive that, 
clearly had issues. And then there's some of the other guys who are basically with their group of friends and were using it to just kind of like be funny. You know what I'm saying? At her expense. So I, I feel like a, a lot of it is that. I think a lot of times too, uh, it, it, it seems like, it just doesn't seem like these guys under, I don't think, I don't know if these guys mm-hmm. understand what the fuck they're doing. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. not saying as an, as an excuse or anything like that. Like, you know, I think it's just dumb and I think they just need mm-hmm. to be checked on it. Like, I think that needs, that's, that's what needs to be happening. And whether it's, you know, it shouldn't be on only on the women who are being attacked to check it. Right. I think that's where we come into play and we kind of have to be like, you like, bro, like that's yeah. not really cool. Like yeah. that's going to help you get the girl. You know, she's not feeling it. Like, like what's that going to do for us? You know, like really, like what's so yeah. With Fury being that men want to impress other men, what is that about? She said the theory. Um, <laughs> I think it's, I, yeah. It's the it's the culture that raises you. Yeah. Right? Um, and right, I mean, you started off by mentioning misogyny, and like, I think if you're talking about patriarchy, if you're talking about misogyny, like, we could just say the entire world order is steeped in that. Right. So, if you're talking about the like innate feeling to feel accepted by other men. And therefore, you condone certain behaviors, and then maybe you begin to embody those behaviors, and then those behaviors become the norm for you, right? All of that just comes from, like, just the world that we have created in, yeah. like you said, the last two, three hundred years, right? So, um, so when you're when like when you talk about oh, what causes it? I don't know if that there's a cause as much as that is just what is, and then what we need to change is what is. Do you know what I mean? Right? Like it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say that there's a thing that ignites it versus that is just how we are. We have existed in the world. It's basically the world we've come into. Exactly. And then what we need to do is understand that that is the world, that this is the pill that you've been like asked to swallow. Like these are the blinders that have been put on you from jump, right? Because it's not like it was, oh, I was, I felt this way. And then I got to the age of 14 and then I saw that we were treating women this way. It's like, no, you probably had an idea of how you should treat women based on your culture from like the age of six. And then that's just kind of like how the world is 100%. around you, right? Um, so, you know, the thing about male approval, it's like, I don't know. I think that's like right from the jump, like right early, early from the, from the beginning. So it's, it's kind of like hard to, to fight that stuff. Um, but recognizing that it's a thing that exists, I think is super key. And like a lot of guys that I know, like recognize that that's a thing. And then at some point in your life, you kind of like make the decision to go with what you see as like, Oh, this is how people behave, but clearly it's damaging because that's another thing. You know that it's damaging. Like, you know, you see the effects of this culture. So at some point, you know, I think early middle school, high school, you kind of like choose what you allow to become a thing, right? Like everybody, like, again, if we're going to connect this to race, like every white person I know has a racism story, but we'll never talk about racism as a thing that affects them right in the same way every man that you know has a rape culture example has a you know misogynistic example in their life right but it's just like won't accept that maybe that they were a part of that and that they have perpetuated that in some sort of way mm-hmm. so it's like it's just the world that like we i think yeah have- so I, I think the word that you might be looking for and honestly like it's you talking about this that kind of jogged this into my brain um so i think it would be indoctrination Right. So uh, what are we talking about? Uh, like uh, the, the parallel I have with this is I was watching this video and I can't remember her, her name now. This white lady that's basically been doing and educating the states on race for like the past 45 years or so. Um, she basically says indoctrination that like for white kids growing up in the states, it is a miracle if they grow up not to be racist because everything that they're being taught in school as part of the culture is basically setting them up as like, oh, we are white, we are better, 
and you're uh, you're some other race. You're not as good as us. We are the guys that are going to come and save you. And if you notice, if you talk to like kids too, like they always used to feel that way. Like, oh, we are the US. And we're going to save these African countries, or we're going to save this Middle Eastern countries and things like that. And I think it's the same way with with um with uh gender. Like you you're indoctrinated into this world where it's just like, oh, you're doing this. Are you a woman? Like why why is doing this like like why are you saying it like being a woman is bad? You know, what I'm saying, or why are you saying like what she's doing isn't what you should be doing or isn't good enough for you to be doing, right? So I feel like there's a lot of indoctrination that goes into uh into into us while we're growing up that people don't don't really realize and we start to unlearn as we get older. And then you start to see it. Like so I think again, like what you know, some of these the Me Too movement has really helped do is like it's forced people to understand that like you're indoctrinated in a word. I I re- like you know, there's this really bad thing I used to do. And I'm just gonna throw myself yeah, under the bus it. here. Um so I remember I used to like 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 maybe like what six seven years ago I remember I was having this conversation with one of my good friends and we're still good friends to this day and we're trying to have a conversation about like how much if you if you had like a hundred percent or a hundred dollars right and you had to spend on like rape or like basically stopping rape how would you do it and I remember I would I was like so horrible I was like you have to spend like seventy percent like um basically uh um teaching women to protect themselves and 30% teaching the men, right? So I was just like, and I remember I was like, I really believed that that was like fucking helpful, right? But obviously like what we realize is that like there needs to, like, there's layers. And even if you think you're a guy that knows everything, chances are you don't fully know everything, right? Just same thing. Like if you're a white person that thinks you know everything, you probably don't know everything. Like understand that, understand that you're not going to understand everything because you don't have to deal with it on the level. Like, like you're just not going to be in that position. But at the same time, like you understand that even though that's that's this is the scenario I'm in, I'm basically trying to understand. I'm working with whatever the environment is. And I'm really like looking to see with intent and treat people with respect, right? Like I think if your goal is to do that, you're gonna learn, you're gonna pick up on something. And then you start to realize that, like, dude, like there are some dudes that don't know what the fuck they are doing and need to be taught. There are some dudes that know exactly what they are doing and they need to be caught or stopped and like you know like like that's really what it is and for women it's really just like making sure that women are able to defend and protect themselves but like really kind of focusing your efforts on on really helping guys understand that like the approach is fucked up like you want to be with women you think you you like women like you can treat women with respect and still get them to like you know, mess with you or whatever the case may, whatever the case may be, right? Like, like it's still doable, but like that was that's one major thing for me that I feel fully like. And every time I think about it, so I'm just like cringe, right? But like, it was definitely something I like. I really thought, oh man, like all the effort really just needs to be on protecting. And like most guys know, and the only problems we have to deal with are the guys who are like quote yeah. unquote like rapists. But nah, like there's so many micro layers. Yeah. I agree. And I think that, I mean, obviously, I'm sure today you would agree that $100, I mean, 100% of all of the coins needs to go into the men. Because, like, and also, (laughs) I think it's so, it's very interesting how, like, this inter, inter, like, it's interwoven in the idea or how we see, like, race too, because a lot of it is, like, Mm -hmm. and I think, especially for black men, um, if we can create those two parallels, right, of how you don't want to be treated less than because you are black, why would you treat a woman less than because she's a woman, you know? And also how we speak on right. um, race with white people, how it's not my job to educate you about how you oppress me. It is not right. a woman's job to educate a man too on how she's been oppressed by his actions, that's on him. He needs to figure out that, you know, like figure out what it is that you're doing. If I say this is, this is not a thing, right. Then don't do it. Right. I mean, because, and I think maybe taking it to a personal level might help because I think one thing that human beings love to do, but I think men to do this a lot is, um, disassociation. So what you do to someone else's daughter, you can't imagine it being done to your sister or your mom. It's not even a thing. It's not a conversation. It's never going to happen. 
right? But when you can like plug in those two things, if you still feel like, oh, to hell, if it happens to my mom, if it happens to my sister, man, that's cool. Then obviously we, there's another issue that needs to be dealt with on that end. But like yeah, it, connecting exactly. it yeah. to a part of you that actually like makes you cringe or like tugs at some type of emotion on, um, in you might help you. That might be a good ground to be like, okay, what I'm doing is messed up because it shouldn't be my job to tell you not to rape me. It shouldn't be my job to tell you that you have to wait for me to be consensual before you record me. Like, it's just like learning alphabets. Right. Like it should be one of the things. Right. And I don't think even like the educational system does a good job at ensuring like you can teach sex ed all you want, but consent has to be the first thing before you even teach a, a child on oh, how to protect yourself, whatever is the first time before you protect yourself, you have to ensure that there's even something to happen yeah, that's going to happen before you start using protection. Yeah. Like make sure you're not violated exactly. before you get there. You know? Like. And so like, <laughs> there's just, there, there's a lot of room for men to grow and learn about it, but it should not depend on the women to teach them. I cannot be oppressed by your hand and still use my oppressed no. self to come and teach you. I can't be broken. And then now, teach you about how not to break me. That doesn't work. Right. No, it's not my job. Why, why should you know, like right. you go and learn by yourself and do better and teach better too. Because it's one thing, like you guys said, like it's one thing for like you to know it's right, but then your boys are messing around or doing the same thing and you're not speaking to them. You're not talking to them about it. Right. You're not. Yeah. And a lot of it's like, okay, they might not think I'm cool anymore. I don't know if we're still in the age where that's a, a thing, a criteria, but like, I know maybe in uni, uh, that might be a big thing. And I'm actually, you know, there are men that are 30 that still do this, this shit. So. Yeah. That means they have other problems. <laughs> like you really and shouldn't yeah, be Like why does like, like validation that at that age still matter to you? You get what I'm saying? I think, yeah, I think that's maybe, Maybe that's oversimplifying it, and like I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't place this under. I guess it's not up to me, but like I don't want anybody to say I'm apologizing for anything because I'm not. Um, but the power of group dynamics and belonging to a group, I don't think you can um, underplay. Like that's a huge power. Feeling like you belong. Uh, you've talked like I mean you asked why that man theory, why the world is the way we do, it is like group think and not being the one to stand out from that group is the reason why because anyone who does stand out from that group faces so much backlash, so much so much fight um, that that it's often very difficult to do so. You have to be a special kind of person, I think, in the huge moments. Obviously, with issues like this, right? Um, we, we've gotten to a point long gotten to a point where we need more men to be standing out and saying right. and not just like not participating themselves and like oh I'm 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 good to the women that I interact with but to be actively calling it out right. they are definitely in that place right um but I would not under underestimate the power of that okay, wanting to belong so in the group so when does self preservation um, become more important than life or than mental health of someone else that's the moral question. Because, Sorry, go ahead. for example, I'm doing something wrong. Um, now, I'm not doing something wrong that's only to the detriment of myself, but I'm impacting someone else's life in ways that I might never understand. Mm -hmm. um, and creating chaos in that person's right. life and even in their, their future life, right? So the idea of standing out is, at that moment, more important than the lifetime impact I'm having on someone else's mental and physical. If I rape you, like mm. I get the whole belonging. I understand that. Like, I mean, everyone wants to belong to something, you know, like in terms of like so being in I a group wanna... or like friends, I don't, I mean, again, it might be a different dynamic or process for guys. I can't speak to that, but it just, it's just, okay. If I, if we put it in a sense of like, you are, you, you have friends, right? And 
let's say you're white, you have white friends and you, one of your really good friends is white and that person is not racist. Like, I mean, or does not, does not emulate racist behavior around you. But then every time that they are with their white friends, they come at you and they come at you extremely hard. Right. But then that person, you well, you trust that you've built a relationship or whatever, even if you didn't, even if it was just like um, acquaintance, but you've built some type of whatever rapport with that person, right? And they are truly to the mm-hmm. bone racist when they see you. But that person wants to belong. Like those are their friends, right? So, I mean, it's a group thing and they want to belong to, they don't want to be alienated from their friend group. But you as a person, how do you, how do you process that? Like, how does that, how do you see that? And you're like, okay, like, I, I, would you ever understand? Like, would you ever understand being at the receiving end of the racism? And I'm t- like, tragic level of racism. Would you ever understand that? Okay, I get it. This, you know, like, or I don't get it or whatever the case might be. But, you know, they're trying to belong. How does that impact you? How does that make you feel less? Or how does that make what they did a bit less or justifiable right. just because they want to belong? Uh, yeah, I, I, I personally don't think that it's it's ever justifiable. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not sure if you feel that way, Flam Rob. I'm guessing you don't, but like, I don't think it's ever justifiable. I think, you know, just just even the layers of the way you just broke it down, I don't even think that some of these people re- recognize like, what's happening on the other side, you know? And I think that that's part of the problem, right? Like, you know, if you, if you make this race parallel, and, and I, I honestly, the, the reason why I think like it's useful to keep making that parallel, if, you know, if you're listening and you're tired of that, is because, you know, for, I think for us, we can understand that because there, there, there are a lot of parallels in, in, in the way this thing kind of, kind of works. And like, if, if you, if you're seeing that and you don't understand the levels at which what you're doing is impacting somebody else, uh, or you're seeing somebody else do that, like people don't understand that, like that's what's going on. So I think the first thing is to show that. I think for, for first thing, and, and again, I'm not saying it's anybody's responsibility, but like, I think the first thing is recognizing that, like, this is not just a fucking joke, right? Some people just say, oh, this is just a joke. It's not a big deal. It's not even that serious. Only like, you know, or, or whatever, only like, oh, two people were affected or like, nah, like, this is a fucking problem. This person is going through, you know, mental stress as a result of this that might continue. Like, now, once you understand that, right? And you don't re- recognize that, like, okay, this is something I kind of have to, like, really make a statement on or take a stance on as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah. that, I think, is a problem. I think the, the like that 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 is a real problem, right? I think we when we see what's going going on here, it's kind of like it's very clear that this is really fucking messed up and this is cool. We've shown you the full extent of it and you chose mm-hmm. to say nothing, and that's not cool, right? And I, I think that's the problem. But you know, at the, the before that though, I think it's it's important and, and if you're listening to this, right, or if you know some guys that are, you know, whether it's questionable or you don't fully understand this, I think this is the part that they need to hear. That like that shit is not it's not a fucking joke. If you were confused and stupid enough to still think that it's a joke at this point in time, um, it is not, right? Like it is it is extremely serious, it's affecting people's lives. And it's you know, at this point, like it is likely that it's illegal and you can go to jail for this shit. So beyond that, I think on a humanity level, I think we should kind of start to understand that you have to treat somebody with respect. And like, if you do that, like you can still get everything. Like you, you can still enjoy life. You can still be the man. You can still make money. You can still do everything you need to do. There's no requirement, really to be mm-hmm. a piece of shit to women, to any other race. Like, like, like for that matter, like, and, and where it rewards you. And if it rewards you, then that's, that's also part of the problem, right? Like, that's a system that essentially rewards that, that kind of behavior, right? And I think that's what we're really trying to change. When we have this conversation, like, I think at this point, we all want to believe that we understand and know that this is wrong. Um, but that's, that's where we are. Like, we need to basically have, we need to make it clear, as much as we can, as often as we can, whether your path platform is big or small, right? It just needs to be kind of put out there that this is fucked up, this is wrong, and um, there's really no reward for this. I'm off beyond not. There's no reward for this for you. Like you are destroying somebody's life in a mm-hmm. very real way, right? Like like you know you you are you are 
essentially the fucking devil, <laughs> like, you know, in, in somebody's life, like in terms of the torment and like the issue that they might have. Right. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I think, do, do you have anything else to add like to that? You know, as far as that no, I aspect think, is I concerned? think you're right. It's spot on. You are the devil in their lives at that point. Right. Like, um, no one can really understand how, or what the impact, um, that their actions have placed in someone else's life until they walk in that person's shoes or it happens to them, right? And even in that in, right. in that instance, not everyone right. reacts the same. But even if like um right. some people are more vocal about what has happened to them in their experiences, right? Um right. and let others are less vocal. People process things differently, but that doesn't mean that what was done was still not foul just because one person was more overt about what happened, right? Than the other person. Right. But yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think I think the next thing, it's really like, okay, um, we understand that like some of these things have happened in the past. We understand that some people were, whether they were ignorant or it was intentional or it was diabolical, um, uh, whatever the situation has, <laughs> right, right, it is, it has happened and you have impacted um, the survivor's life in a real way, right? Like you have changed their the way they see themselves, probably the way they see their environment, um, and also maybe how they move forward into the future, right? Um, and and that's a real problem, right? That's that's a real issue that, like, you know, even though it might not be big to you, it's mm-hmm. basically everything in their life, right? And um, so I think the issue now is moving forward. The 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 evil, the, the messed up act has happened. It's taking place. Um, you know, now everybody's kind of left to deal with the consequences of, you know, the perpetrator's actions, really. All right. So how do we move forward? Right. And I think one of the questions um, um, I had was really that, like, when and how should you move forward? So in the case of, uh, I think, the victim, I think there, there's a whole, you know, multitude of things that they can do to kind of help themselves. Um, but I think right now, what, what I want to focus on, I think what we've discussed really, uh, or at least touched on, is how uh, if you are the accused, if you have messed this up for somebody else, right, how do you approach communicating with them, their people, helping help resolve this in the best possible way? Like, we know that, like, everything can be back to normal, right? There's a new normal now, but how do we, how do you basically work through that i think was is the question i was asking um one do you think that's a fair question to ask and two like you know i guess where what would you what would you think about what were the things that, that would um, jump i out think to you? um obviously first and foremost the best thing to do is not to do it um i think that's a no-brainer um Ever. how you walk through right. what has happened and when should you do it um if in your unfortunate events that it does happen you do it if in my opinion anyways you do it then like you you do it then but you also give the person space because now you are working on someone else's time you've done you 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 can't now um you can't create or you can't now monitor how yes yes that's the word you can't monitor or dictate how Mm -hmm. or when the person should get over it and I think that's the one thing too in a lot of situations when you are so fearful that you want the person to be okay immediately so it rids you of your guilt, right? So so it makes right. you feel better. So it makes, it kind of like almost cleanses what you did away in a weird way, right? That's why a lot of people who violate mm-hmm. women and also the women who do violate men um what they do is usually they stay close they stay close to you just to monitor you right and just to like see like just because they they keep closer to you just so you feel like again if they were really wrong they might stay away you guys do you understand what i'm saying like it's, it's a weird like psychological thing so, so there's, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of, that sounds like there's a little bit of manipulation. It, a lot. Just, just, it is just, based off manipulation. Just by your nature, right? Right. It's based off it's solely manipulation, oh. but actually, yes, it is solely manipulation, but based off like um, self-preservation. 
that's exactly what it is because you're trying to still gotcha. like uphold yourself uphold your name ensure like that the other person is not going to do something or say something that might be detrimental to you right yeah so you're still, still trying to police that person and how they act or how they heal about, um through it so there is i don't in my opinion anyways you have to be forthcoming and i think mm-hmm. it immediately it happens and you have to keep on not in a way where you are stuck to the person trying to monitor their every move but it is an ongoing thing and if that person if your intention to apologize or to kind of like explore how you have messed up to them is a way of trying to find like forgiveness that might also never happen right so like if right. you truly are genuine about being apologetic about what you've done you have to let room for that person to mm-hmm. be to feel what they feel to say what they want to say to you to themselves to whoever they feel safe saying it to at that point you lose power on how that person's story is or should be said or written or described to anybody else because right. you, you, you have should be to comfortable be, with that you should be comfortable. Actually, you don't you have to be, be comfortable, comfortable with it, but that's that's the rule. That's the rule of the game. Well, you created this. If you created that situation, then you it's Basically. your bet. Lie in it, right? Like I'm, I'm not. You know, you, you have to be comfortable with that. You have to recognize that that the other, like that person, now has to go through whatever it is in like based on their makeup. No, right? like you can't control that. You, no, you, you will never. And be you have able to, to accept that. it because, like, sorry, if your sorry, true yeah. intention mm-hmm. is to change right? The consequences will not stop you Mm -hmm. from changing. It will not stop you from changing. Like if that was, if that, if your true thing is like, Oh my God, I just realized how I messed up. I never want to do this again. This is not in relations to this one person It's relations to the rest of your life for every girl you ever meet again. Right. It doesn't stop with this one girl. So so if you're more focused on trying to hush this one person up to convince this one person that you've changed, then your change is questionable. You know? Like, right. you have to. So you gotta live it. And you have you to be okay with, be, uh... if that person tells somebody else, you should have thought before you did it in the first place. If you did, if your thought, if, if your thing was, damn, I hate embarrassment. Damn, I hate disrespect. Then you don't do things that would make you, that will lead to your disrespect. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, so you can't be here saying, oh my God, I hate disrespect, yeah. but we're yeah. doing things that, and enable people to disrespect you especially when it is your own doing right so at that point however the ball falls that's how it is for you and you should you have to be okay with it and then if you if you're truly wanting to change then you will change and whoever whoever in your future sees that will recognize the change but a lot of times i think we're so bent on convincing people from our past that we've changed and a lot of times that's worthless because the way you present it to that person, they have every right to see you like that if they choose to for the rest of your life. It's up to you to change right. for the people that encounter you in the future. So don't be, you can't do use manipulation to make anyone feel okay. The person might never be okay with you and that is perfectly fine. All right. Right. And, and, you know, so basically what I think what, what it sounds like you're saying is basically like um, what should be done is essentially trying to make peace with the person um, who's as accused you of whatever the case may be. If you're if you're the perpetrator, you, you basically go out and you basically make peace or at least make peace with them to whatever yeah. is comfortable for whatever them, is comfortable. Right. Also being sensitive to their experience. Right. And I think, uh, uh, you know, what do you think, too, about like essentially sharing that story? So, for example, if let's Let's say you're in a position where, um, you know, you're, you're seeing people and you want to support other things or whatever, like, but you kind of are seeing, like, you, you, you're carrying this, right? You're carrying this issue, right? Or like, no, this is no, not, not do the uh, victim yeah. or the, the survivor. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just keep yeah. interchanging with that. Sorry, guys. Anyway, um, uh, not them carrying it because that's very clear and that's an issue and we know that that's that's something that we just have to work through but the other person like you know basically deciding like okay should i say something should i uh 
like if, if let's say they wanted to out themselves or kind of speak to mm-hmm. what happened, what they've, you know, how would you, uh, is that something that they basically just have to leave alone? Is that something where like the, uh, the accused has to kind of tell it, like how, how would you, and again, I know that like, this is, this is, you know, I think I just want to preface this to saying that like, and this mm-hmm. is your opinion, you're not necessarily, it, it, we're, not, we're not specialist. Um, we, we are, mm-hmm. we're just human and we're essentially trying to understand like, you know, really kind of discuss what mm-hmm. that should, feel like or what you you should how mm-hmm. you should approach certain things mm-hmm. at a human level right so yeah i think that that's kind of like what i've been thinking about like it's just like yeah so you can't you know you, if you're going there supporting mm-hmm. different things you're a hypocrite right like you want to support this support this but you've not you've mm-hmm. not really admitted to the thing that you're doing so is it like you have to go out there and admit it or does it have to kind of work you know and i think you kind of alluded to this but mm-hmm. i want to kind of get your point on it, it, it or is it that like you're kind of working on the on the on your the um, survivor's time i I believe that you can out yourself without saying anybody's name. If you, if the truth, yeah, if the truth is that you want to really hold yourself accountable to to the things that you've done, because sometimes you might not have done it only once. Mm -hmm. If you're comfortable enough to have brought whipped out that phone, you probably have done it before. You know, but at this point, it's just like, ah, okay, maybe I'm about to get cut. So again, your your um, what's it called? Your um, what's the word? What's the word? What's motivating you? Your motivation is not pure. It's not really letting that person know that, okay, you know, you fucked up and this is what you're trying to do. Cause at that point it's both your stories, but we, it's clear that it is more one person's story than the other. Morally, it is yes. not your story. I mean, you, it, it, yes. can, it, it, it will be your story because you were a part of it. You were in the frame. But again, you cannot speak on the story because you were the you were the villain, right? right? So if you want to out yourself right. and you want to say, you know, like, okay, I've done certain things that I'm not proud of that um, are definitely like sexual assaults and stuff like that, you can say all of that. You can out yourself without outing the person because then you're even creating more problems. What if that person wasn't ready to speak on it? What if that person was not ready to tell the public about it? What if that person was still dealing with it? You know? And you also don't know what type of backlash mm-hmm. um, because people are crazy. People might go to on that what on that person's side and start spewing things that that person does not need. Yeah. Right. You know, like so you're being very detrimental to someone else's mental health. And there are also sometimes when things like this happen to women and they repress it. So if they if like the natural core, um, course has not taken and they're not thinking about they're not they have not gone to a place where they're now processing and thinking about it and trying to understand that okay this happened to me how do I move forward and you now go there and say someone else's story when they have not gotten to a place where they can process and start their healing then you are further destroying the person again so at, you get like at this point you're just like you're a cut off like you're like you are a write-off. Like, you can say you fucked up. You don't have to say who you fucked up. You know? Like, you can be like, okay, I did this, that, and the third, and at a point, I thought it was okay. I thought it was cool. No one around me was saying it wasn't cool. So, I kept on doing it until one time, unfortunately, the other shoe dropped. Actually, no. Fortunately, the other shoe dropped. Because now you're freaking learning. You know, now you're, this is the, this is the starting point right. of where you start to right. better yourself. Exactly. It's forcing the change. So you can yeah. be all, as remorseful as you want and change as much as you want and tell your story, but you have no right to bring that person's name up. It's just, it's not fair. It's not because again, when, when you did what you did, you lost all rights. You lost power over whatever it is that's going on or that had happened. Yeah, so those are my that's my thought on that. Right. So it's essentially so so essentially face the consequences of those actions, um, however your accuser sees fit, right? And then all you can really do is make peace with your accuser first. That's what you can attempt else, to do. Right. And yeah. If it'll work, it might not work. Right. Exactly. Right. You might just need to fuck off permanently. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean like the the reality. Yeah, the reality of these things is that like, 
as soon as you as soon as you've been in a position where you've violated someone it's an l all around right and I think right the problem with yeah, it's a problem yeah the problem with guys is that they try to turn the l into a w in some way in some form there's something that i can do to and it's like nah you think this one is a loss and you just have to accept this loss and that's it there's, yeah. like, there's no redemption like there's and, nothing and right? at best grow yeah. from it yeah right? at the very best that right. is the very best that you can right. do um and i think it might my my I'm gonna say my favorite thing, but probably the thing that hit most from what from all Pama said was like uh, how someone has interacted with you in the past. You do not get to wish for a better version of that, right? Like that has already happened, and they reserve the right to hold that image of you there, even though you've grown and you always want to prove your growth to the people that you've interacted with. Like that's, I guess, that's our curse, um, but they reserve the right to hold you there. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably what people struggle with the most. I say people, I mean men. Struggle with the most is like, you know, you've come into information, oh shit, this this is this was terrible. I wish I was better, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you always want to stay close and see if you can change that opinion. And it's like, bro, it's already an L, man. Just accept it. Um, right. um, and whatever comes with it too, the consequences that comes with that, you kind of have to accept. But yeah. Solid points. Yeah, 100%. I mean, honestly, too, like, I think that, like, you know, just with the whole, like, you know, I think Palms basically was saying that, like, um, you know, they might never forgive you and and that's okay, too, right? Like, I mean, I think all you can do or all you should be trying to do um, really is to basically prove, right? Like, I think it just brings me back to a conversation we had, like, a, like a, I guess from our first collection of podcasts, really, was um, the character issue where, like, um, we basically discuss that like there's perception of like oh you're a good guy you're successful you're this awesome person that ever you've basically created this persona mm-hmm. to be right and then there's also like your actual true character who you are and it's like what the people are going to be mm-hmm. seeing about you when you're gone right when you don't really mm-hmm. have that power over them anymore and whether they don't need to be under it so like you know in in, in that sense i think it's like it, if you if you've grown from this shit it will be evident it might not be evident in, in next year it might not be evident in the next two years it might not be evident in the next 10 years but if you're living your life um like like you've basically grown from this and you're applying this i think um people will know you know like and and again and that's whether or not it shouldn't really be for the people it should be about being right doing right by yourself and everyone else around you essentially right like and i think that's the point you were saying like it's not about getting this person to forgive you it's about whether or not you've learned from the mistake that you made and like if there's some effort essentially going in like if, if there's some effort you've made yeah. to basically grow from this, right? Like the reason why I, um, you know, and I kind of want to just put a disclaimer here. And it's because like, I think we, we try to talk about it from like the point of, okay, we understand, we, we're trying to make sure we understand the point of view of the victim uh, of the survivor. Um, um, and, and Pam, you've definitely been helped great. Uh, you've been great. We've basically helping with that. Um, the other side too, is kind of like no, understanding that like some people have, are doing this and they're doing this in a, in a sinister way. They are doing this actively. We're doing it now beyond after the Me Too movement. So people have been doing it for as long as forever. We're, we're, we're speaking to all of you. We're speaking to anybody who's doing that then, who's been doing it now, who's kind of found themselves in that position and essentially saying that like, dude, like, you don't necessarily, like, no, you need to stop first. I, I think that's kind of clear. Right, like that's a real problem. But more importantly, like, how should you start trying to think about moving forward if you've done this? Like, how do you kind of make peace with, or at least attempt to make peace with uh, your your accuser? How do you ensure that you make sure that they're feeling heard, seen, and they're not crazy for how they feel? Um, and you know, and essentially, kind of like creating an environment or a culture that really kind of. Not doesn't necessarily it doesn't condone this. Like now, this may not not stop today or tomorrow or next tomorrow, but like, how do we create an environment that like doesn't condone this? You know that that doesn't encourage it. That like, if you're a person in a position of power, um, like a man in a position of power that looks to that that wants to do this thing that you you're you're met with certain fear, 
um, that like there's the society is going to push back at you. Your friends are going to push back at you. Your family is going to push back at you, right? Like everything you love and care about is going to push back at you so that you understand that like this is not cool because we understand that about crimes, right? We understand that about certain immoral things that happen, right? So I think it's just really making it clear and, and hopefully we've done that. Like hopefully we've uh, helped kind of explore those little intricacies that kind of lead to people doing these things and um, also how they try to like handle those situations when they do occur. Um, do you have any like additional thoughts, uh, Pam? Um, kind of touch on yeah, I think men just need to do better. Um, point blank period. <laughs> um, it's not our job to tell you Straight what up, to do, man. how yeah. to be a human, a decent human being. This is the bare minimum. <laughs> Bare minimum, don't touch me when I don't want to be touched. Bare minimum, don't record me without my consent. And if I do, if without asking me, and if I do say right. no, that is still not consent. You asking me is not consent. You whistling at me is not going to make me want you. Right. Like, you are the women that you are trying to attract to appease the men, apparently, um, were repulsed. Like, we don't want it. We are not checking for it. Right. And now more than ever, thankfully, we are very loud and we are very vocal. And there is nothing that right. you can do to scare us right. or to mute our voices. Um, because in the age of the internet, we are very much so band together. Right? Your news will spread. Right. And if you don't want shame, don't do anything to cause right. shame. If you don't want to be disrespected, act like you deserve respect yeah that's it wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's not about that <laughs> act like you deserve respect oh thank you very much uh for joining Anytime. us Pam. um really appreciate your perspective um <laughs> it's been enlightening and educational and uh you know much needed reminder for uh, most of us anytime it was fun <laughs> <laughs> you know on last minute this was great this was yeah, great this is anytime this- <laughs> after giving you shit about being you know last minute you know what uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that point and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be better <laughs> next time you know but hey look man it kind of worked out it worked out pretty great if I might add you know? it did. maybe it needs to be a little you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>